You are listening to the Building Up Podcast, part of the Bible teaching ministry of Agape Church in Pinson, Alabama. To learn more about Agape, please visit us online at agapepinson.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number two of the Building Up Podcast. I am David, and it is a blessing to me that you're taking the time to listen today, and it's my prayer that this time will in turn be a blessing to you. Now, our topic on this episode is church membership. So before you hit the skip button, let me make a case for you to keep listening. Maybe you're someone who is considering membership, uh, whether that is at Agape or another church in a different context. And if so, I hope this podcast will assist you in understanding why you should even want to embark on that journey. Or maybe you're already the member of a church, even at Agape. And my hope is this podcast will encourage you where you are and, and perhaps the Lord could use it to even renew or energize that commitment that you've made to a local church. So here are the three questions that we're aiming to tackle in this episode. Number one, what is church membership? Number two, do we actually see it in the Bible? And number three, how does church membership benefit us spiritually? Why should we even be concerned about it? So let's dive right in. What is church membership? Now, when you think about church membership, I would say don't view it the way that you do a gym membership or a country club membership. The idea there is that there is some closed-off organization that you're not a part of, but you can go and pay a due, and then you get to receive the benefits of that organization. That's not the picture of church membership in the New Testament. In the New Testament, the most common term, or one of the more common terms for church, is the word fellowship. It comes from the Greek word koinonia. Koinonia refers to people in a partnership or a sharing for a common purpose. So in the Bible, being a member of a church is more about belonging and participating in a common purpose than it is simply belonging and receiving even though there are benefits from it, as we will see in a moment. The term membership, I think, is not as important as the concepts that we see regarding membership. If we use the word member, we should do it in the way Paul does in 1 Corinthians 12. So in 1 Corinthians 12, Paul describes the church as a body, and each individual person who has been born again is spiritually joined to that body as a part of it, or a member, as he calls it. This is a description of the universal church that all Christians from all times and cultures and languages are joined to. But the New Testament also develops for us the idea that this global universal church is worked out in local iterations, smaller assemblies that make up that global church. And being a part of that local assembly allows us to experience and live out the koinonia, or the fellowship, that we mentioned earlier. So in 1 Corinthians 12, which I I encourage you to read, either pause this podcast right now, go read the chapter and come back, or uh, when we're done, take time to read it. But in 1 Corinthians 12, Paul says that the church is made up of many members, Each individual member of the body has gifts from the Holy Spirit and has an important function for the body overall. 1 Corinthians 12, 25 
12.25, excuse me, says God has designed the church that there would be no divisions in the body and that the members of that body would have the same care for one another. So if we're going to use the word member, let's do so in that way that Paul does, the way the Bible does. Individual parts making up the entire body. Each part or each member with a various function each one working together for a common purpose or goal, and each one in need of each other, caring for each other. And by doing so, the body as a whole is more healthy. Now, the second question is, do we see it in the Bible? Because someone might say, well, you know what? I I believe in the concept of working with other Christians and loving other Christians, but I can do that without any type of formal membership. So, do we actually see a more formal process or a more formal membership in the Bible when it comes to the local church? And I think the answer to that is yes. I do think the Bible shows the concept of membership, even though it doesn't necessarily use the term. Now, let me say it's not my purpose to defend every church's way of governing their membership. I actually think some churches probably take it a bit too far, or they implement it wrongly. And so I think we should be prayerfully discerning as we consider joining a church. But I do believe the Bible both shows us a formal belonging to a local church as well as calls us to a formal belonging to a local church. So let me give you two verses where I think we can see this. And again, I encourage you to read these and study them on your own. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 17 says this, kind of a rather shocking verse, Obey your leaders and submit to them, for they are keeping watch over your souls as those who will give an account. Now, let me just say as an aside, the idea of obeying your leaders and submitting to them, I think the the, the idea behind that in, in the Bible is that leaders, teachers in the church, should be instructing people in God's Word, and God's Word should be obeyed and submitted to. But here's the question that comes from this verse. Actually, two questions. Number one, which Christian leader are you responsible to submit to? Which Christian leader should you be concerned about obeying? And on the other side, we ask the question, as a leader, which Christians are you going to be held accountable for watching over their souls? Because that's what the verse teaches, that Christian leaders will have to give an account to Jesus for how well they watched over the soul's of other Christians. So how do we know who to submit to? How do we know who we're going to be accountable for leading? And I think that's best answered through the process of local church membership. You are responsible to the leaders of the church that you are committed to or that you belong to. And those leaders in that church are responsible for the people who have committed to that church or who belong to that church. Let me give you another passage that I think shows this. 1 Corinthians chapter 5. Now, in 1 Corinthians 5, Paul is dealing with the case of an unrepentant sinner who has committed a particularly egregious act of sexual immorality. And that sexually, uh, that sexual immorality is defiling the church. And in verse 13 of 1 Corinthians 5, Paul ends his instructions to the church by saying, you need to purge that evil person from among you or remove them or expel them. Now, here's the question that follows. How can this man be put out of a church unless he first belonged to that church? Right? If he was simply an attender, then there would be no need to expel him or remove him. He would not be in danger of defiling the life of the church. 
But the whole concept of 1 Corinthians 5 indicates that this man was participating in some formal way in the life of that church, that he belonged in some formal way to those believers in Corinth. And so I think what you see here is this is a case of church discipline. Uh, The aim of which, by the way, is to destroy a sinner's flesh so that his soul can be saved. The aim of church discipline is good, and that's in verse 5 of 1 Corinthians 5. But this church discipline that Paul is instructing here is that this individual should be removed from the church, which only works if if this man belonged to the church to begin with. So let's answer the final question. How does church membership actually benefit us spiritually? And I want to point you to one more passage, Hebrews chapter 3, verse 13, which says this, Exhort one another every day, as long as it's called today, that none of you may be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. So this is a a really amazing verse. I think, number one, it again answers or shows us belonging to a church, because how do you know which Christians you should be exhorting every day? Who's the one another? And I think it's the one another that's in your local assembly. Belonging to a local church, according to Hebrews 13, uh, Hebrews 3.13, excuse me, belonging to a local church, investing yourself, allowing other people to invest in you, exhorting the people in that church and allowing those people to exhort you with God's word is actually part of God's design for your protection against sin. That sin is trying to deceive you in order to destroy you. And God has designed your protection being in and among a body of believers who are committed to exhorting you and you committed to exhorting them. Now, I know for us, accountability is is often a difficult concept. And I also know that many churches over time have wielded this accountability incorrectly. But still, I believe the Word shows us that we are to be committed to this local church belonging regularly attending a church, being transparent with the believers there, pursuing other people in the church for their spiritual growth and for ours, all of this carries the promise of protecting us from havoc that sin creates and the death that it can result in. Membership is not primarily about voting rights, okay? Forget that. If that's part of the church membership, that's fine, but that's a secondary concern. The primary benefit to church membership is help for your soul. You are weaker and more vulnerable without it. You are stronger and more protected with it. So I hope if you're already a member of a church, pondering these passages will drive you to greater commitment and transparency and involvement in that church. Or I hope that these passages will help you in your journey of considering membership if that's where you are. So I'm praying over you that God will bear fruit in you through his word for his glory. I hope you'll go back and read some of these passages that we've talked about today. Thank you for joining us. If you have any questions about church membership or if you want to suggest a topic for a future episode, email us at info at agapepinson.com. Until next time, grace and peace to your family. Thank you for listening to the Building Up Podcast. If you would like to subscribe to future episodes, you can search for Building Up from Agape Church in your favorite podcatcher, or visit us on our website at agapepinson.com.